Hey everyone, welcome back to the MBIT Podcast. Happy Thursday. Today we're going to be discussing the reason why Facebook has lost a quarter trillion dollars in market cap, some data collected by Chainalysis uncovering a little-known secret in the NFT industry, and breaking down the Peloton fiasco. Now, quick disclaimer before we begin, the podcast is not financial advice, not a research report, and not a recommendation to buy or sell any NFTs or cryptocurrency. So first, we're going to be talking about Meta. They're currently down 28% in the past week as of February 9th of 2022. So on February 3rd, Meta had the single largest one-day drop of any company in Wall Street history. They lost around $240 billion in market cap, which to put in perspective is more market cap than Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, Block, which is formerly known as Square, all combined. So they lost more market cap than all those companies combined in one day. Now, this isn't the first time Facebook or Meta has had a giant drop in a short period of time, but let's figure out what happened this time. So this drop came just after their Q4 earnings report. And uh, now the company announced a few things that were quite concerning to current investors. Now, one of the things that really stood out was that the company announced that there would be a potential future loss of around $10 billion in revenue because of Apple privacy changes. Now, we know that Apple is huge in the privacy industry for consumers in consumer technology, not allowing for apps to cross-track against what else you're doing on your phone. And that's part of where that $10 billion loss comes from because they're no longer able to have that same targeting as they did before with Apple's new privacy changes. Now, Facebook's total revenue in 2021, all four quarters, was $117.9 billion. And $10 billion of that $117 billion is around 8% of their current revenue, which is pretty substantial considering that's one of their main core businesses at the moment. In addition, we also saw in the earnings report that the company mentioned TikTok as a competitor seven times versus not acknowledging TikTok at all in the earnings report of quarter four for 2020. And one of the largest blows that really hit investors is that for the first time ever, they've had a shrink in users. They've seen users go from their platform to other platforms. That's why they mentioned TikTok as a huge competitor. This also seemed to be a kind of a call from Facebook to regulators saying, hey, we're not a monopoly in this space. Potentially might be losing revenue and users to other platforms. Don't come after us. Now, the key thing to remember here is that this isn't one little drop from one earnings report. Now, this didn't all happen because of one earnings report. This stuff has been going on for years. For example, Facebook had leaked data of more than a half a billion users on their platform. And then there was the censorship of content. And then they decided not to say anything about that. Just change their name to Meta. And renaming the company to Meta was a tactically bad move. They're trying to cover up what's happened in the past with a different brand, and that doesn't work. Not to mention, they're currently losing money on the Metaverse, as they have to for future growth. But to rename your business on one, on one that is currently worse than your core business is a bad idea. What can be done about this really hectic situation? Now, there's some solutions that can be used to solve these types of problems and regain trust in their investors and customers to a certain degree. Facebook or Meta seems extremely reluctant and has shown no signs of progressing towards any of these solutions. For example, they could decide to apologize for everything that's happened. They could apologize for the data leak. They could apologize for all of the mistakes and mishaps. Say, hey, here's what we did wrong. We understand we went wrong. And here's what we're going to do to fix it. Now, and Domino's was put in a similar position, not in regards to customer data, but when Patrick Doyle became CEO of Domino's in 2010, 
Store sales were plummeting and there were viral videos of employees spitting into the food. Now they could have pushed back against all the haters just like what Facebook is doing now, but instead they decided to do what most companies wouldn't and be completely honest. He took full responsibility for all the declining sales and told all of the haters he actually agreed with all of the issues they were bringing up. And in addition, he mentioned the things that they're gonna do to make Domino's a better company and a better experience for the employees and customers. Now, if Meta played that same card, they could have been in a much different situation right now. We might not have even seen this drastic of a stock decline. It could have been way smaller but they decided not to. All these issues just piled up into a big stock decline. Next up, we're gonna be talking about Chainalysis data. Chainalysis creates transparency for a global economy built on blockchain, enabling banks, businesses, and governments to have a common understanding of how people use crypto. A quote from their website. Now, according to a recent report, the company identified and tracked NFTs that were sold back and forth at least 25 times by the same handful of cryptocurrency wallets to drive up the price. Now, this is completely defrauding all the investors or people in the community to buy the collection or the NFTs because it's going up. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We're starting to see FOMO in these areas and others wanting to take advantage of people's FOMO. Now, it really goes to show not everything. Now, it truly goes to show you really have to dig down and do the research before you just invest in any NFT because the price is increasing. That's not a reliable way to track whether that investment will do well or whether that digital asset will do well over a long period of time. Now, obviously, yes, it is impossible to determine whether any NFT will do well over time. You can only, and using price as a sole indicator is not a good one. If you're planning to or already investing in NFTs, there are a few things you need to know before you do. First, make sure you have a strong long-term community. So make sure the community on Discord or Twitter is large and people in the community are supportive and wanting to stay long-term. For example, the best types of communities to invest in, not financial advice, would be communities that already existed before NFTs became of existence, right? So we see either with Marvel NFTs or sports teams making NFTs, those communities will stay around forever. The second indicator would be check the founders of the project and make sure it's not anonymous. If the founders aren't anonymous and they have a well reputation, chances are they're not going to throw away everything they have for an NFT collection. And finally, check to see if it ties into a physical component. For example, Bored Apes. Now, Let's break down why board apes are so valuable. It comes from three things, scarcity, tying into a physical component, and community. Now, there aren't an unlimited number of board apes. There are 10,000 of them. And here's where the physical component ties in. Each gives you access to a yacht club, an exclusive social club. As a member of the yacht club, you'll be able to discuss with other board ape members via the Discord group and in real life events. And the third thing that really ties it all together is the celebrity aspect of it. People including Mark Cuban, Justin Bieber, Jimmy Fallon, and going on. So with these big celebrities supporting the NFTs and being investors in the NFTs, and the fourth one is they have all Bored Apes holders have commercial usage rights for the NFTs. So not only can they resell the NFTs at higher prices down the line, but they can also sell, they can also license their NFT and their board ape to companies or brands. And final story, we're going to be talking about Peloton. A lot has been going on with Peloton, but I think it's an important story to take a little bit of a dive into. The former Peloton CEO, John Foley, has announced that he's stepping down from CEO 
to executive chairman. Barry McCarthy is to replace him, who is the former CFO of Spotify and Netflix. Now, there have been lots of rumors of Peloton potentially selling the company, and there are rumors that they've been in discussions with Amazon, but it seems that Peloton will be holding off on any deal or any sale in the near future. And there are a couple of reasons for this. First off, Barry is moving from California to New York City to take the position in Peloton. I don't know why anyone would move from one side of the country to the other just to sell the company. And then there's the second one, which an internal email reveals that the new CEO McCarthy says that he joined for the quote comeback story. So it seems like he's in it for the long haul to try to make Peloton into a much larger brand than it is right now and solve its issues. All right, everyone, that wraps it up for this episode of the MBIT Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to drop a five-star review down below. It takes less than 10 seconds. Go ahead and do it. And if you're on Spotify, you can still leave a review. They enabled a feature, so make sure to do that. Right now, it takes a few seconds. And stay tuned for next week. We'll be having quite the interesting array of guests on in the next few weeks. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the MBIT Podcast. And make sure to check out the Milestones Motivation and Money podcast. It's a podcast show centered around motivation, entrepreneurship, business, and financial literacy designed to empower consumers and small business owners. Hosted by Angel Radcliffe, an award-winning financial educator and business strategist. A link will be posted to the podcast down below if any of you are interested in checking it out. Disclaimer, the MBIT podcast is reflecting the opinion of only the host. The podcast is for informational purposes only. The podcast is also not a research report. It is not a recommendation to purchase or sell any stocks, holdings, or securities. The podcast is also not meant to serve as the basis of any investment decision.